Oops, I think I might have missed my cue there. Uh, so welcome to Mike's Open Journal with a bit of an off-the-beat start. I'm a little bit late um, logging into the TalkMH chat this evening as I was just completing uh, a LinkedIn survey, which I've not been able to, so I've had to send a message through and say I can't do that. Um, so yeah, completely off the point. Uh, so this episode, which is possibly episode 60, after saying the last episode might have been episode 60, so we're around that sort of number. And uh, this is going to be a Talk MH episode, and so I'm just loading up the chat now, and um, I can see I'm already fairly behind. Um, where is question one? Okay, so we've got 30 minutes until the chat starts. Found that one. Looking forward to chatting to everyone about recovery uh, and their different experiences. So Andrea is hosting the chat this evening. Uh, seriously struggling. I feel like I'm missing out question one. Uh, that's not cool. How has that happened? Um... I wonder if it's just skipped up. That's not cool. This is going to be a struggle. Okay, so we're going to jump straight into the chat. <laughs> I'm just going to do a quick little refresh. Okay, so we've got number one, what does recovery mean to you? Um, so I'm going to have a look through the replies uh, that Andrea's got from question number one for this evening's chat. Um, so straight in there, we've got Hannah. Great to see Hannah, the creator. Oh, I've got to do that liking business. So if I uh, if I mention your tweet, I'm just going to like them. Um, so yeah, straight into Hannah's reply. So um, Hannah, the creator of Talk Image, being the first reply I see here. Pretty cool. Uh, so Hannah says, being calm, functioning, uh, feeling things are normal, uh, normal in brackets, uh, instead of feeling everything or nothing, being able to deal with things. Uh, having the courage to change things, um, even if that can cause some distress. I think that's really true. I think there's going to be a few different sort of variations on what recovery is for different people. And that's probably going to also reflect the fact that uh, we are all affected by mental health in different ways as well. So um, there'll be different types of recovery going on. Um, Lulu saying, I think... Uh, that's one thing that I struggle with, uh, regaining a sense of, oh my god, you guys, why do you have to give me words I can't read? Uh, normalcy, that's not the way to say it, normalcy, 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 I think it's normalcy, I think it's normalcy, guys, okay. Uh, one thing I struggle with, regaining normalcy uh, when I've never had it, um, I can be calmer, uh, but maybe too much sometimes. Uh, just remembering to like these tweets so it gives people a clue. Uh, Hannah's saying, it's strange for her. Um, I don't know life without... Oh, I don't know what that is. C-P-T-S-D. Um, hit me up with what that acronym is. Um, so I'm kind of working that out. Uh, like... Uh, and also saying, they say you should know you're normal. With physical health, I totally agree. Uh, but it's the same for mental health too, in my opinion. 
Uh, and that can be really hard, I guess, for some people, because when we have been affected by mental health for a long time, it's hard to work out what is kind of normal brackets for us. Um, and I know a few people um, I've met through Twitter and these MH chats um, are affected by mental health at a really young age as well. Um, so that can be really difficult to work out what is your normal. Like if you've struggled with mental health since you're um, 15, 16, 10, 8, I guess, um, then how are you kind of going to have recognition or knowledge of your life without a mental health illness? So that can be really difficult for some people. Uh, Eric is saying she finds it um, good to have a balance, um, healing her own mind and finding her own version of normal. Um which is cool. And she's also posted, um, you guys that follow Erica will also be aware of the uh, like the quotation that she posts quite a lot, um, which is with the spider. Um, and then the text reads, normal is an illusion. Uh, what is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. Um, and I really like that. That's cool. And I think, again, it reinforces the fact that things are going to be very different um, for a lot of us. Uh, Lisa coming in and saying oh did I like yeah I did Um, Lisa coming in and saying also accepting that my illness isn't and never was my fault and it isn't a personal failure or personality flaw and I think that's really true as well Um, we come back to that physical thing like how many of us would kind of berate ourselves if we broke our ankle um, and really take that as a personal failure Uh, Whereas because it is depression, anxiety, um, OCD, bipolar, like we take that so personally sometimes. And I think, I don't know, it's one of those things I guess you maybe think slightly differently each time you talk about it. Uh, But I do feel like you maybe take it more personally because, uh, because of the stigma around the topic. So people are less likely to talk about it. Um, We hold it in a lot more. And then those negative things that maybe aren't even said to us, maybe they're said um, in jest or in general conversation, oh, isn't it so stupid or so silly that that person does that or acts that way or can't do that? Um, And we take that really personally rather than maybe just generally talking about the topic, talking about the things we maybe struggle with or other people might struggle with. um, And kind of that negative view... um, which there is around all things that are different. Um, That's where racism comes from. Um, It's just being unfamiliar with something different. Uh, And I think, again, we come back to that idea that, you know, education... Education... uh, ..is what's needed. Uh, Andrea's saying, I struggle with this and definitely need to tell myself more positive things. I don't know about you, but I feel like that's very true for quite a lot of us. Um, I really struggle with saying positive things about myself. I can say quite a lot of positive things about other people. Um, But I really struggle with myself. And I think we see that amongst a lot of people within the mental health community. Like There's, I'd say, a fair amount of support um, for for different people, for different bloggers, vloggers, podcasters. And um, there's not too much, oh, my God, I did this. I'm really proud of blah, 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 blah. Um, you just don't see that as much. Uh, so I think it can be 
Um, it can be something that we struggle with in kind of recognising our own achievements as well. Uh, Lisa's saying, I think this is probably on the same topic. I think it can be something that takes time to accept. But once you realise you aren't to blame, it becomes a lot easier to manage. Um, so that's a little bit off of the last point. But yeah, I think that's very true as well. Uh, Miss Anxiety coming in, totally agree with this one. Uh, once you stop blaming yourself for your condition, the real recovery can start. Rob also jumping in. Oh, and hi to Rob, who I don't know if it's earlier today, but I saw the video um, uh, an hour and a bit ago. Um, so Rob posted his first, I think, video over on YouTube. Uh, and he's going to be talking a lot about his own experience with mental health, some of his struggles, challenges, but also his achievements as well. Um, so go and have a look at Rob's video. I don't know the link to the, his YouTube channel, but you can find him on Twitter at RobEarl2605. So have a look at Rob's video and uh, I'm interested to see what goes on. Uh, I really hope he doesn't continue with a cream chair and a cream coloured wall because... Man, that's not cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what Rob comes up with and uh, some of the stuff that he's going to be talking about. With YouTube in mind, I'd also love to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Rich Biscuit for being on the television this morning uh, on the Lorraine show on ITV. Um, I hate daytime TV, but... Uh, I was prepared, I tolerated watching a little bit on my iPad this afternoon um, so I could see Rich talk about mental health. Um, he was in a segment with Louis Spence, who was talking about his own experience with mental health and with anxiety and depression. Uh, and it was really cool just to see a few guys on TV talking about mental health and uh, really raising the topic, hopefully for a, a lot of people that might not necessarily always be aware of the support that's available uh, or seeing other people that have experienced that. So Louis was there obviously as the, the kind of celeb person to get a bit of uh, coverage for, for men's mental health, but it was cool to see Rich there um, and a couple of other guys as well um, from different backgrounds. And there was a there was an older chap on there as well. He didn't really look that old. He's probably mid-30s, I guess. Um, and it was really cool to him hear him talk about his experience um, becoming uh, diagnosed with a mental health illness in the last couple of years um, and I kind of really associated with that story um, because a lot of the people that I do talk to are younger I guess because we do it through social networking and it maybe is a younger person's game I don't know uh, but uh, yeah I kind of associated uh, a bit more with his story um, talking about the kind of the challenges and the stigma that comes with being someone of a certain age where you feel like your life should be together or you should be doing certain things or not experiencing certain things and um, so for me it was really cool to to hear part of his story as well um, so big shout out to Rich for being on the program for talking about mental health um, and getting some exposure and awareness out there as well uh, but back to the chat uh, we've also got oh okay there's a few people jumping in late um, so Gemma coming in and saying uh, being able to live uh, the, in brackets, normal life, being comfortable within herself. Uh, we've also got Ross saying his condition is autism and Asperger's syndrome, so there won't be recovery, but there will always be days where he feels more confident. 
Um, and I think that can be uh, a really important thing as well, um, which Ross has touched on there, is that I definitely feel that I have been able to achieve more recovery by not thinking of recovering or getting better. I don't know, I suppose it's an element of recovering, um, but not thinking, oh, this is something that I'm affected by. I need to get better. I need to um, I need to do something to get rid of this. I, by kind of accepting it, um, acknowledging it, and recognising that what I want to do is actually to learn a little bit more, be able to cope and deal with the illness in a... Uh, much more improved and balanced way um, has been a massive help for me um, that idea of kind of getting better or um, really fighting something off wasn't really working for me it actually makes me a lot worse um, so that kind of mindset that you've got Ross is actually really good uh, whether you believe recovery is possible or not so that's a really cool mindset to have I think and uh a couple of people saying what, what kind of is recovery, um, how does that work, and uh, Erica coming back and saying, I think that's Andreas saying about what is recovery, Erica coming back and saying it's more about finding a balance maybe necessarily than the, that idea of what some people might have in their mind when we say recovery, uh, oh, maybe, I think that's your name, oh my god, this is not the cool thing about dyslexia guys, like, I'm all good in a conversation, but when I have to do some reading and then I have to say people's names or the words you've typed, and you're all going to go, oh my God, he said it wrong. Self-doubt there, people. Anyway, maybe, um, hopefully that's pronounced somewhat correctly, um, saying being able to manage her mental health to a point that it didn't take over everything uh, and be able to accept what she's been through uh, and then get a few bits of support for that kind of, uh, I guess, recognition, definition of that. Uh, maybe also saying absolutely, which is in response to a reply I haven't read. <laughs> uh, saying absolutely, uh, I've learned so much about myself um, because of my illness, and it also makes me so much more empathetic, uh, which she likes as well. A few more people we've got kind of mentioning having that balance. Um, I guess there's that default that we sometimes go to that word normal, um, and this is where actually through the conversation. We started off with a lot of tweets about or with the word normal in there. And gradually as we've gone through, I think probably not on purpose, but people have stopped typing normal. And we've got a few more kind of conversations, a bit of discussion about what people are actually looking for. And then we've got to this idea of kind of being functioning, being more balanced, being able to understand, recognise, accept um, their own illnesses, uh, having recognition, your understanding... Um, and again, I think without it being on purpose, I do wonder whether this is a case of um, actually through conversation, we can learn so much more about mental health, about the illnesses that people are exposed to, um, the stuff that we go through. We can also understand more through talking about it, and that can be a massive, massive help. Uh, and that's where these kind of conversations really bring something to life because not many of us, and some of us are quite outspoken, um, not many of us really have a chance to talk about this in our day-to-day -day lives. So it's really cool to see um, that kind of gradual shift in the language that was used for the answer of that first question. So that's pretty cool as an observer 
to see that. Uh, so Andrea, with question two, uh, what do you feel is the most important thing when it comes to helping recovery? Uh, it feels weird to like the question, um, but I'm liking the question. Okay, Hannah, uh, coming straight back in with the creator. Uh, it's so important to recognize that it's such an individual personal thing. Um, only I know if I'm really doing okay and when I'm not. Uh, and again, I think um, that's really important to, I don't know, I suppose because I don't really have people around me that I would massively talk to or um, expose myself to in that way. That, um, sorry, just had a little alert go off there. Um, yeah, that I wouldn't really have that comparison. It is just in myself that, like, I will compare us to whether I think I'm doing okay or not. So, um, like, the personal thing really is personal because I don't have a lot of communication about how I'm doing. That sounded a bit waffly. I think the alert might have distracted my thought process a little bit there. Uh, Andrea is saying, even 10 years down the line, she still struggles with acceptance, and it can be super tough um, to think about and acknowledge. Uh, Lisa's saying she totally agrees. It's taken her for her for a while. It's taken her a while to learn and understand this, um, and to not blame herself for her illness. Uh, and being able to do that has taken a real weight off of her shoulders. And again, I think coming back to something that we mentioned before, it's that it's the stigma that we hold um, in ourselves sometime. And I know we've uh, had a little bit of a discussion about this a few times before, where. Um, I think we all acknowledge that there is stigma out there, but um, one of the things that we don't necessarily talk about is the stigma that we hold in ourselves. Um, and uh, that can be really challenging, it can be really harmful. Uh, and I do think a lot of that comes from education, it comes from a lack of communication with other people openly about the stuff we struggle with. Uh, so we really struggle to kind of recognise or praise our successes but we are very quick to just, I don't know, I suppose put ourselves down and think that the achievements we've made are not that important. Um, I suppose that's not everyone. Can think of a few people that might not necessarily think that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's something that a few of us um, have, suffer with, I guess. Hannah uh, also adding compassion, self-care, acceptance, hope and courage. Those are really cool things and hopefully more of us can experience more of them. Aloha, saying, uh, getting my motivation back is a huge deal for me. Um, and she feels it kind of comes and goes. Um, but that's awesome that it comes. Um, it's trying to hold on to those highs and uh, kind of just recognise, I guess, and acknowledge there will be lows. Um, but also that during those loads, you know there is a high just around the corner. Uh, Pete coming in. Pete, you really confused me because Pete is not in your username at all. And then, um, yeah, that's really confusing. Uh, saying motivation again is really important. Um, having recognition of that. Ross, talk to people, get some advice. Never be afraid to admit you're not okay. Can we also give another massive shout out to K&MH Stories for doing so well at the Blog Awards? And uh, I have to say, I do love her t-shirt that's um, like the triangle and inside the triangle, 
You know, it's not a triangle. It's a diamond. Is it a diamond shape? You know, like the cards with the sides. It's like a square at an angle stretched. Yeah, that's a diamond. Anyway, inside the diamond, it says it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, that's what it says. Um, so, Ross, you just reminded me of Sky's t-shirt, which is pretty cool. I don't know if they're available on, like... I don't know if Kay has a shop where you can buy those. I'm not too sure. Um, but I've seen her wearing those a couple of times. Um, so I'm hoping... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. Hello, I'm also saying doing things in your own time and on your own terms. Being pushed to recover or to recovery can be so damaging. And I think that's really true. I think that's where we come back to that personal side, kind of recognising that everyone's journey will take um, ebbs and flows. Some will be quicker or slower than others. Um, we'll all experience different types of challenges um, on the road to recovery and some of us will have different things in mind that we want to achieve through that recovery as well so it's really important that you have your own plan I mean yes it's important to talk to other people and um, be able to talk openly to them uh, but you do need to do things at your, your kind of your own pace um, as long as it's good and healthy and safe for you to do that uh, Erica coming in saying for her it's structure and consistency uh, even though that's something that she's not had very often that's kind of what she's working towards uh, and again saying it's okay to point out that it's okay to not be okay can someone someone needs to post a picture of this guy's t-shirt I can't because I'm like 20 minutes behind and you guys have so passed this it's okay to not be okay conversation by now would have thought uh, just Sarah coming in and saying, not going back to old habits, talking to people, doing things you enjoy in self-care. Um, self-care is something I've massively struggled with before, um, but I do think it's well, it's also through kind of talking to other people that you kind of come up with ideas for different types of self-care for yourself and hear about different types of self-care that other people have done. So I really like um, having a bath every now and again now uh, and kind of just sitting there, laying there, rolling around in the water, uh, maybe watching a film, listening to a podcast, um, and that's really nice just to kind of chill out for a while um, and do that, but for me it's also small things that I can do on a day-to-day -day basis rather than the bath is probably like every other week or maybe a little bit less often than that, um, but going out for a walk each day at lunchtime for at least sort of half an hour, um, I park at a park and ride to go to work so like walking into work and out of work rather than getting the uh like the minibus actually makes a real difference for me because it kind of gets me ready for the day and it also gives me a chance to sort of de-workify myself at the end of the day as well which is quite important for me um and just gives me that time to kind of get a little bit of fresh air um Try not to spend all of it looking at my phone. I spend more than half of it looking at my phone, but try not to spend all of it looking at a screen. Uh, student Minds jumping in and saying, don't forget that maintaining positive self-care is important. It's okay to ask for help. And then in their clip, uh, they have a quotation with a cool little image. Um, so the quotation is, sometimes it's necessary to lean upon others until we're strong enough to stand on our own. And that's a quote from Dare to Dream uh, as part of Student Minds tweet from a little bit earlier on in the chat as well there. Um, so that's really cool. So I'm going to like that. I'm the first person to like that. It's got a few retweets, but no likes. So 
hitting you up with a like for that one. Uh, Alex Green coming in and saying, knowing your limits, what you can and can't achieve, it's okay to fail some days for me. Uh, I have to believe that I'll get there next time. And again, massively, when we're talking about recovery, do you know what? I've not met anyone or spoken to anyone that said, yeah, I was struggling with this, and then I did this, and that was it. I was recovered. It all went well. <laughs> um, it's definitely a case of ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Um, and I think that's really important to recognise. Otherwise, do you know what? You're probably not in a great place anyway if you are attempting or think you need to recover. Uh, and then if you put so much pressure on yourself for um, that attempt at recovery or improving your situation, the likelihood is there are going to be some setbacks. Um, so to not take that to heart and to recognise that that setback in itself is part of your recovery and will be helping you in the long term, hopefully because you will kind of pick up on maybe something that uh, didn't help you that time or uh, something else that you've not tried before. And uh, I think, I don't know, I always fall back on that idea that like, the, you don't really learn anything from succeeding or you do learn something but not a lot. Uh, but you learn a lot from failure or you learn more from failure. Uh, so I always kind of think of it as that way. And I think that also helps with like your mindset. If you're kind of really negative about a negative outcome or like a challenge with your recovery, actually looking at it and saying, like, is there something uh, I can learn from that? And in my mind, there probably would be something. So it's kind of trying to look on that positive side of it. Uh, then we also have uh, Pete coming in with the uh, exactly without goals, uh, no matter how distant, how distant uh, it would have been harder. And I think that's really important as well uh, to, to have something I guess you're working towards. I know quite a few people use um, like tick lists and stuff like that or tasks or to-do lists. Um, for productivity and I think that can also be really important for recoveries like is there something that you're working towards is that going outside for a 10 minute walk is it going along to your friend's house is it going out to see a group of friends is it getting in the car for a drive um, is it picking up an apple um, from the like the loose apples at a supermarket uh, is it just getting out of bed is it just making a phone call? Um, whatever it is, uh, sometimes it's about kind of noting that down, I think, recognising that aim and that achievement when you get it done. It doesn't matter if it's something that doesn't get done today, but it's something that you're working towards, and that's really important. Wellness and wonder, self-motivation and strong support system for your understanding of what you need and want. Do you know what? I've completely forgotten the question, and so I can't really think about how that's in reference to it. Uh, the question was important things when it comes to recovery. <laughs> okay, so yeah, self-motivation, <laughs> strong support system and understanding. Yeah, those are all really important. Uh, for myself, a lot of my support system is online. Uh, and I do have a number of kind of friends and groups that I'm part of, uh, which is really important for me. Um, with my borderline personality disorder, I really struggle with kind of leaning on, um, relying on, trusting um, like one particular person or like one particular group of people um, so for me it's really important to have a few different people to maybe lean on or just touch base with um, and that really helps me 
So I think it is about kind of working out what works for you and, and having a strong support system that is what you need. Um, for you, that might just be one particular person. For me, it's having a few people around and also recognising the different support systems that are there as well. So for us in the UK, things like Samaritans, Mind, Rethink Mental Illness, um, there's a lot of other organisations and charities and stuff as well that you can check out online. Anonymous letters saying, oh, didn't like that one. Uh, anonymous letters saying, to realise that you can't rush recovery, every day is a struggle. Uh, you have to move at your own pace or you end up back where you start. And I think that's, again, these are all going to be really important, aren't they? Why can't someone tweak something stupid and give me something to say? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's really important, again, kind of mentioned it, that you recovery is really personal. It's going to happen at different stages at different times um, for different people. Uh, one thing that this kind of touches on a little bit um, is that it's really important not to compare to other people. We all experience mental health in a different way. We will all struggle with it in different ways. We will all achieve um, uh, or succeed in different ways as well. And you know what? Recovery, mental health, it, it's so hard to measure that it's, it's just not worth trying to get into those comparisons between other people. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to even just compare your recovery this time to your recovery last time. Uh it's just better to work on the now. Um, that's what I say. It's not necessarily what I do, but um, yeah, just think, kind of try and focus on the present. That's where you are. That's the thing you can affect. What's gone on in the past, or what's happening to other people. It's not something that you can change. It's not something you can affect. So the less you can think about it or the less you can focus on it or the less importance you put on it, um, probably the better. Hannah coming back with... Uh, patience is really important too. Um, you have to recognise that recovery isn't linear and acknowledge improvements and victories, which kind of jumps in with some of the stuff we've also been saying. Uh, routine also being important, mentioned a couple of times. Uh, Rob coming back and saying acceptance of your condition, talking therapies, medication and positive support network. Uh, also having a positive focus in life as well. I think definitely for me... Um, one of the unsung things of just doing things like this, like podcasting, chatting about stuff that I'm interested in that affects me, um, the blog, it's made a massive difference. Um, it definitely helps me with having an outlet for the stuff that's going on in my head um, that sometimes I can't really describe or talk about. Uh, so that's helped me more than anything else, um, I think. The, the medication, interesting that this is the first time it's come up, and I think we're probably about to roll on to another question. Um, medication can be really, really important, really, really helpful. Uh, again, not for everyone, though. Um, so definitely worth making sure that you've had a chat with your GP, see what they think, uh, and be open. Um, and I've spoken to a couple of people in the last week about sometimes there's different symptoms and stuff like that. And I think, do you know what? Like Your GP is the specialist. Tell them everything. Tell them as much as you can accept to tell them um, because that's really going to help inform them on their decisions on their advice and guidance for you moving forward um, so be as open and honest as you can with them Casey's saying being patient accepting um, having people around you that acknowledge there isn't a quick fix and it is a long road being patient with yourself as well uh, yeah I mean people around you can be a real hard one because 
Um, sometimes people don't really understand what's going on with mental health and the recovery process and your expectations could be very different to theirs. So again, it's kind of having recognition and balance with those things. Uh, fees are coming with generally for recovery from mental health conditions. A good support network is essential capital letters, um, be it doctors, professional or friends and family. Uh, very, very true and kind of starting to get a little bit of a drop in of um, doctors, professionals and stuff there as well, um, which are obviously going to be really, really important in our recovery. Um, and I think at this stage, also worth just kind of dropping in the fact that it is really important that you do um, go and see your GP as soon as possible when you think there might be uh, a problem or something going on that you're not too sure about or don't understand. Uh, there's also lots of great material support information on the MIND website uh, and uh, one important thing I think to acknowledge as well is uh, a lot of people will be aware uh, of Samaritans and obviously the emergency support guidance that those guys can give uh, but they're also there for non-emergencies as well so if you're really not feeling great but um, you're not necessarily feeling like you're about to self-harm or struggling with suicidal thoughts um, you can still call up and have a chat with those guys and they can help you out with you know just having a little bit of a chat about what's going on and maybe point you in a direction of some useful resources support um, or if it's just a case of needing a chat as well they're there for that so don't just kind of think it's only emergencies for Samaritans uh, lots of support for self-compassion self-worth um, really important for recovery and again kind of that idea of acceptance uh, I'm going to skim through a couple of these because we're hitting on the same kind of topics and there's a few kind of conversations going on that covering fairly similar things to what we've spoken about uh, Shannon uh, coming in with it's important to have self-care and time to recharge and I think that's important as well is it can be really hard for a lot of us just to sit down lay down and just kind of relax is really difficult like for me when I relax and kind of shut down a bit actually I'm a lot more susceptible to episodes or attacks and that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of the time I will have a screen on I'll have some sort of video playing or I'll have um, music or a podcast or something like that is to keep me distracted and keep kind of stuff going on um, so I'm not kind of left alone to myself to think or just to, like I say, to sit, get into that situation where I kind of relax and then whoosh, the episode or attack will happen because it's kind of that, um, I think of it as like the kind of the, like the contained emotions and feelings and stuff that I'm, I guess, repressing um, and they just force their way out through my body and that's where those kind of attacks and episodes happen where I can get into a fit-like state um, and so that can put me off kind of relaxing but then that's also really important to recognize that balance um, and some people I know people particularly with um, OCD are aware of things uh, what do you call them exposures um, so I guess for me just relaxing is a type of exposure um, and can be something I, I do kind of try to avoid as much as possible um, just because I don't, I still, I suppose I still don't really know how to cope with that. Uh, skimming through, so we're up to question three, and I'm only 25 minutes behind now. How has that happened? Uh, so, Andrew, coming in with what challenges have you found during your recovery? 
so I'm going to skim through a couple because they're finishing off the last question. I've already forgotten the flipping question. Challenges found with recovery. Okay. Uh, a few more answers to question two. Uh, so Hannah, uh, anxiety still crops up and I'm still triggered. Uh, I just know I can control it better now. Uh, and that makes her feel... I've made up that makes her feel makes her feel better. Um, but being but knowing that she's able to control it more um, is good. Um, Grace saying it's the pressure of recovering in brackets and the different things that recovery means to others. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the question again. I'm really struggling with this question. The challenges you found during recovery. Uh, wellness and wonder having to get private help as opposed to NHS. Not sure why that is, whether it's waiting time, service, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, Ross saying, keep believing in yourself because we believe in you. No idea, so that's a reply to someone. That was a great tweet to read out. I'm going to like it anyway because I read it. Uh, Rob saying, it's hard to be patient, um, to accept that things won't always be perfect, um, and to understand there are going to be setbacks and relapses. And I guess that kind of feeds back into some of the stuff we were talking about in the previous question and understanding that everyone's journey is going to be different uh, again we've got Lulu coming back in with relapsing into self-deprecation lack of self-confidence misunderstanding of people bad or unhelpful therapists um, so yeah some real struggles going on there and also recognizing do you know what if the first therapist or GP you see isn't great or isn't for you do you know what there's another one so don't give up on that support uh, Nicholas coming in with uh, <laughs> kind of saying what I said earlier in a much more uh, like common sense <laughs> sort of way. It's a cleaner statement. You never lose or fail. You either win in brackets cope or you learn. Yeah, so that's <laughs> I think I spent about five minutes trying to say that earlier. So <laughs> thanks for embarrassing me, Nick. Uh, May of saying we're only human. Uh, we can only do so much. It's hard enough dealing with. Uh, what we go through sometimes in everyday life. So recovery should be positive. Uh, Lisa saying letting others influence her too much, any sort of negativity or somebody putting her down can put her back to square one. Um, and again, I guess it's that recognition of the effect that other people can have on us. And it's sometimes it's good, but it's not always positive. Uh, we've also got a couple of people sharing this student minds image, which is the continuum where we've got um, some information about minimal mental well-being up to optimal mental well-being and mental health difficulties to mental to minimal mental health difficulties. So that's the continuum uh, from Student Minds. We've got a few people um, sharing that. And I think that's really nice because it comes back to that idea of it being a spectrum. Uh, so I'm, I'm also dyslexic. And when I was younger, I remember being told no one is... Um, not no one is, everyone is on a spectrum for dyslexia. So it's not that like, oh yes, you have it and you don't. Um, everyone's on a spectrum. So let's make up numbers of one to a hundred. Um, so everyone that sits between zero and 20 um, would not be registered or recognized as being dyslexic. They would have um, what are perceived as regular, traditional, normal uh, learning uh, needs. And then if you sit between, say, 20 and 100, there would be different scales of dyslexia between sort of, I guess, like 
mildly, moderately, and severely, I guess. Uh, and so I sit further up on that spectrum, so I actually register as dyslexic. But that idea that everyone sits on that same spectrum um, really helped kind of get across to me how that works. And I think that's the same with, in my head, that's the same with mental health. So we all have mental health. Um, some of us, it fluctuates. Um, some of us, it can be quite consistent, but that could be a high or a low consistency. Um, and there could be different things going on as well. Um, so I think that's kind of a nice way to get that across, particularly to people that maybe don't necessarily understand or haven't spoken about mental health before. Um, it can be a really cool way to get across to them the differences between people that maybe have negative thoughts or emotions for a couple of seconds every month um, and someone that actually really suffers with that 30 seconds of every minute. Uh, that's going to be a very different way that they're affected, um, but it could be a very similar symptom type I guess um, I don't know if I've explained that very well but yeah the spectrum thing really works for me I think that's a good kind of um, tool to help uh, define or explain mental health and it really was for dyslexia as well Hannah say you don't always see the improvements day to day even week to week um, and it can just be when you look back and see how far you've come um, but you don't always, you're not always able to do that uh, and I think that kind of comes from communicating with different people as well is, do you know what, the people that have said the most positive things about me are not me, they're people that um, like I'll chat with um, and then have maybe a couple of weeks or a month or so where I don't talk to them and they're like, what have you done? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, not really anything. They're like, oh, I've seen online that you did that or that and um, like, oh, actually, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I have done quite a few things and that was really cool and I did that and um, so sometimes, again, it's that communication and kind of recognising some of the stuff you've done as well. Uh, Erica, yeah, dissociative identity disorder, especially uh, losing time um, can begin to really take a toll. Um, it's not just being forgetful, it's having blank time. And then she's got a cool image of the men in black with Will Smith flashing the mind eraser thing. And then we've got Erica saying, yeah, dissociative identity disorder, um, especially um, losing time. No, sorry, that's a really, really bad joke. Um, <laughs> but I think it is really important that we uh, do recognise that uh, we do have people in the chat like Erica that have um, mental health illnesses that aren't anxiety, that aren't depression, that aren't OCD, that kind of, in my mind, the three that do get a bit more coverage, that are getting a bit more awareness um, particularly at the moment where we have celebrities coming out and, and talking about um, their experiences as well, that there are people, and there are people, fortunately for us, that are part of kind of some of the online chats that tell us about their experience, um, which is really cool for us because we get to learn about some of the different uh, mental health illnesses that are out there and some of the really challenging uh, environments and experiences that people like Erica have. But then also the amazing stuff that they do, um, their achievements and the work that they are involved with. And sometimes not just involved with, sometimes the work that they're actually doing on their own as well, which is pretty cool. Um, Pete coming in with committing to treatment and relapse. Um, sometimes relapses can be really hard to take, really hard to accept. Um, that's definitely true and is something that I think a lot of us will struggle with. Um, 
again, I'm going to start to skim through a little bit more as some of the conversations start to add in. We've got a few people dropping in as well, a um, little bit late and answering questions one and two, which is making it quite confusing for me now. Um, Rob said it can be really scary to look back and see how far you've come sometimes. Um, as it's, it can be like reaching the top of a mountain and looking down. Um, I don't know about scary, Rob. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't kind of look at it that way. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting here. You kind of say it like that. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think my my look back. I don't know. I don't see it as kind of being higher up. Um, or, oh, I don't know, is this because I'm comparing myself? I don't feel like I've achieved anything. Um, I guess I kind of think I've done cool stuff. I don't know that I see it as like an achievement. I don't know. Am I just doing that thing I've just told you that we do that we shouldn't do? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to move on. Good point, Rob. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, skimming through some people talking about some of their employment struggles um, and the effect it's had on their professional life and some of the stuff that's gone on around that. Um, a lot of ongoing support in and out of therapy um, and the different struggles that are happening. And again, I think that's really important to hear um, for people that maybe... Uh, well, I guess for everyone, really, for those that are just coming into recovery, it's cool to see in regards to like not putting too much pressure on yourself. It doesn't have to happen within like a certain amount of time. Um, and also for those people that have had mental health illnesses for a period of time, again, cool to see like it's not just me, it is other people that are struggling with this and still... Um, they're still achieving, they're still taking part, they're being proactive um, in their recovery and talking out about mental health as well. Uh, again, a little bit more sharing of that continuum and uh, just skimming through a little bit again. Uh, we've got, who's shared this one? Andrea, I think, sharing this one. So recovery is not a race you don't have to feel guilty if it takes you longer than you thought it would. Um, and I don't know why, but there's a cool little picture of a cat alongside that. Um, so I'm going to like that one as well, because that's pretty cool. Okay, final question. Only 18 minutes behind. Uh, what tips do you have for those recovering from either initial mental illness or relapse? Lulu, I think uh, goals are really important. It's not a race. You'll get there whenever you're ready. Uh, Aloha, uh, she made a cake and it made her feel really proud of herself, which is cool. Uh, Kelly said she's pretty confident of herself these days, um, but she can still get super anxious, so it's about taking your time. Uh, Pete said he's finding people that went through similar stuff before, finding people that you can talk to openly and honestly. Uh, anonymous letters, it's discussing it. I feel like when you say I have depression, they're thinking, oh, great, another one. Um, so I guess it's, again, it comes back to that idea of discussion, conversation, uh, education as well. Um, so it's something that we are going to be fighting uh, and progressing with for a while to come yet. 
Um, Taylor saying, being patient with herself. Oops, I've gone backwards. That was a bad move. Cool, okay. Um, being patient with herself um, can be really hard, um, but it's also worth it, and the progress does show. Uh, Erica saying, it's about not limiting yourself to a definition, finding your own normal. Uh, Andrea, relapse isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign you've been strong, and sometimes you can need a rest. Lisa, be patient. It's not an overnight thing. Um, there's no pressure to recover quickly. Uh, Jody saying relapse simply means you're in the bumpy part or the bumpy process of recovery. And that alone doesn't mean you're any weaker. In fact, it means you're stronger uh, than you believe. Miss Anxiety, totally getting this. It's about the ups and downs. Uh, that's part of the process, which is bloody frustrating. Um, but you are strong, and that's the thing that counts most. Uh, Lulu, I think it's important to believe in yourself, anyone's capacity to trust, um, and acknowledging the support of other people is vital as well. Uh, me and my mental health matters. Uh, talking is so important, and connecting with others in the same boat as well. Aloha, take time, uh, take time out if possible, talk to someone, be there, find someone that you can trust and talk to professionally, um, don't forget that you are worth it. Jodie, I feel like this is going to be a good quote, be the change you wish to see in the world, there is a lot of strength within you that could change the world. Unleash it. Flashy star emoji. That's pretty cool. I thought you were going to quote like a Michael Jackson song in there. Um, but yeah, still a pretty good quote. Isn't it? What's the like, the man in the mirror? Isn't that like about changing the world and building a better place and starting with you, looking in the man in the mirror and something like that? I think I've mixed the other songs. I'm bad. Um, I'm trying to think of other little short quotes that I could stick in there, but I can't. Oh. I wish I was a smooth criminal. <laughs> okay, uh, Rob, self-acceptance, self patience, self-kindness. Um, uh, Ross said it's important to get advice from other people. Um, JD, don't always rely on Dr. Google, uh, also known as Dr. Dickhead. Um, she didn't write that, I'm just interpreting, reading between the lines. Um, it can be terrifying. Speak to your loved ones. Um, talk to the Talk MH family. We're here with open arms. Uh, you'll come out stronger even if you don't think you will. Be patient and kind to yourself. Take each day as it comes, but maybe. Uh, Christina, be patient. Give yourself time. Be yourself. It's going to be all right. Uh, Lisa saying, don't listen. I think this is following up. Uh, is it Andy? Was it? I think it might have been Andy's tweet. Um, don't listen to other people's discouraging and ignorant comments. They have no clue what it's like to be in your shoes. Uh, very important, I think, kind of, again, just kind of recognising the impact that people can have on your recovery and trying to work out how important that really is. And um, it, it's one of those things, it's so easy to say it and so hard to do it. Um, but I guess recognising that not everyone's going to think the same way. They don't always have the same... Um, experience, understanding, or knowledge. So, um, and that's okay. It's about working on the the people that are going to kind of listen and be there for you. Uh, Erica, you have just posted an amazing gift. 
Uh, it's of Woody Allen, and I think it's from Zombieland, um, where we see Rule 32, and it's about enjoying the little things. You know where, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, oh, I think, is it, it's, what's his name that plays Mark Zuckerberg in Social Network? And his name is something. Oh... Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, I think, is like the role in Zombieland, or one of the roles. And so he has the rules as they go around. So um, it's for living and surviving. And one of those, obviously, rule 32 is enjoying the little things. Liv got that she missed Talk MH. Um, she feels that she's been making progress with her recovery, which is awesome to hear, Liv! Um, Sarah saying, uh, you can be down sometimes but it's also recognizing the apps and the beautiful moments that go along with those uh erica sending out that spider image again which is pretty cool uh and we've got a hang in there with the like clothes hanger um emoji and that's from andrea saying to everyone in recovery hang in there it'll get better and easier and more manageable until then use your support uh doctors friends and talk mh uh, I think we might be coming towards the end of the chat. As usual with the MH chat, the last question seems to be a little bit of a quick rundown from me. Um, is that because I'm bored of talking to myself? No, not at all. It's usually because the tweets are kind of, by this stage, there's a few that are repetitive. There's a few where people are in conversations or answering old questions, which I don't want to jump back to. Um, and sometimes the last question is, uh, kind of results in shorter tweets as well sometimes I'm starting to find like I've, I never really noticed that before um, but I'm noticing it a lot more um, kind of reading them through them this way uh, I'm also really conscious of kind of re-saying the same stuff um, where you've got uh, a fairly reasonable number of people um, tweeting through and replying to different questions there can be a little bit of repetition because I'm not just reading them I do give you a little bit of a story um, I can't help but talk about myself to some extent. Um, I don't want to overlap too much with those. Uh, so we do see a few people kind of starting to sign off, saying thank you very much to Andrea for leading the chat. Um, people just saying great chat. Everyone's looking forward to talking next week. Um, I'm not sure if I know who's doing the chat next week. Uh... Yeah, I'm not too sure. There doesn't seem to be anything. No one's jumped in and said, oh, see you next week, and I'll be talking about boop, 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 boop. Um, so, yeah, a few people posting the links. Again, so I'm going to do a couple of show, uh, good stuff, Andrea. Um, cool for you to be leading the chat. I'm just going to scroll back down and try and find you. So Andrea is uh, on Twitter at A-N-D-J-J-X-X. Um, so you can go and follow her. Obviously, all of the stuff tonight has been with the hashtag TalkMHChat, uh, created by Hannah Rainey. So you can go through and find her. I think she's just Hannah Rainey. There might be an underscore in there somewhere. But most of you will know her if you're following along. So let's just check. Yeah, Hannah Rainey. So H-A-N-N-A-H-R-A-I-N-E-Y underscore. And if you've got it in that time, you are ridiculously good at listening and typing. Uh, so a really cool chat. Not too sure what's going on next week. Um, if 
uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a bit manic at work next week. So it might be that I just take part in the chat. I might not have time to get the podcast set up. Um, so big thank you to you guys for listening to me waffle my way through the chat. Also, I'd love to just remind you and point you in the direction of Rob Earl, um, who we mentioned earlier. So go and have a look. Check him out. Um, he's just started up his YouTube channel where he's going to be talking about mental health. Also to Mr. Rich Biscuit as well. Search him out um, and have a look for uh, the short clip uh, where he was talking with Louis Spence and a couple of other uh, males about mental health earlier on today on the Lorraine show. Um, so some really cool stuff going on. Obviously, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. I don't know if that's just in the UK or internationally. I'm not too sure. Uh, and I've also seen a couple of people tweet about Mental Health Awareness Month, um, which I haven't really heard anything about at the moment. Uh, I kind of had it in my mind that that was maybe later in the year, but maybe that was Mental Health Awareness Day. Not too sure. Um, but it's been really cool to see lots of blog posts and stuff being shared this week. So there's loads of stuff online if you search for hashtag Mental Health Awareness Week. Or there's also another hashtag, which is just the abbreviated MH. A-W or M-H-A-W-17 as well is going on. So there's a few different uh, hashtags and stuff to follow or to look up. So there's loads of stuff going online. Uh, I'm also hoping to have a really cool podcast coming up in the next week or so for you guys uh, with an interview of, uh, well, with an author over in America. Um, but I'm going to kind of keep it under wraps for now just until it's happened. Uh there's a few more bits and pieces to say, but I think kind of run as long as I want to run on this episode. So massive thank you to you guys for listening. If you want to come on in the future, you know what to do. Go over to the website, uh, mikesopenjournal.com. There's loads of links with previous podcast episodes, all of my blog um, and the email links and stuff like that as well. If you have been affected by any of this stuff regarding in, regarding in, uh, regarding recovery or that we've spoken about through this podcast there's loads of links on the website as well in the contact tab uh, over to Samaritan's Mind uh, and a couple of other places as well so do go and check that out um, if you're kind of feeling a certain way and maybe want to just have a chat with somebody else or see what support is available so again a big thank you to you guys for listening um, I will catch you soon uh, massive thank you to Andrea and Hannah for the chat this evening and uh, please do remember guys you're not alone at